Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Jenna Sawicki. And I'm Nate Went. And I'm Laura Purdy. We are blazing through the summer, and we have an awesome things going around downtown. One recent event was the amazing grand opening of Flagship on the Fox, a new restaurant in the former Cordon Blues building. Flagship on the Fox owner Steve Mayer is here in the studio with us today to talk about Flagship and how we've been settling into downtown St. Charles. Steve, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming in. It's uh, another great day here in St. Charles. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little overcast, but I think it's supposed to be 80 today, so I'll take it. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Weather. <laughs> so, Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, where are you from? Places you've worked? Uh, do you live in St. Charles? Things that you like to do? Such like that. Okay. Um, I was actually born in a small town in central Illinois. Okay. Uh, parents were both school teachers. What town? Uh, it was on a farm outside of a town of 300 people. All right. Uh, the town was called Broadlands. Okay. Um, and uh, we moved a- around a couple places and put roots down and ran tool. Okay. Uh, in like 1988. Yeah. Uh, and lived there until 1995. Okay. Um, that time, my parents both actually passed away when I was a kid. So my sister became my legal guardian. She's nine years older. Oh, wow. Um, she had been married for about six months and got a 15-year-old okay. oh my gosh. <laughs> to move in with her. Good um, so needless to say, we're very close. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I moved up here, I went to St. Edward in Elgin. Yeah. Uh, I had a great experience there. And uh, where did I go? I went to Bowling Green in Ohio, my freshman year of college, transferred to Illinois State. And then... Uh, go Redbirds. Go Redbirds. That's right. <laughs> Mayor Rogin is a Redbird. Oh, yes. Redbird. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, post-college, I worked at the Chicago Board of Trade for three years from uh, 02 to 05. Okay. Laura and, has a uh, connection. She's shaking her head. Well, because Zach's mom... Zach's mom, um, her boyfriend is from the Board of Trade. He kept looking at you saying, that guy looks so familiar. I think he used to work at the Board of Trade. And his name is? Tommy Fisterer. Anyway, he, I probably he know recognized you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Small um, world. <laughs> and then uh, while I was at the Board of Trade, I kind of I started barbacking at a bar in Lincoln Park. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I got in a little bit of doing the door and bartending and little managing. And... Uh, I got an opportunity to become a general manager. I turned it down and held out to become an owner. Uh, So I got to invest my own money there. And then, uh, you know, we opened a bar called Stretch in Wrigleyville in 2009. It's still open. Uh, I'm no longer a part of that group. Uh, And then a good friend of mine from college, John Mossberger, uh, who's my business partner to this day in Chicago. Um, We opened Flagship Chicago in 2012 and then Ironside Chicago in 2016. So John has been gracious enough to really pick up my slack uh, and let me do my thing out here. Um, But yeah, that's kind of my story behind the bars and uh, how I got involved in them and and all that. That's quite an adventure. It is. (laughs) It is. is. I'm sure there's a, like, you know, that was a really high level. I'm sure there's lots of interesting stories and tales. (laughs) There are lots of those. those There are lots of those. Yes. Um, So you are right in the heart of downtown St. Charles. Can you tell us some things that you like about St. Charles and what kind of drew you to St. Charles? Well, uh, like I said before, uh, my family and I are extremely close. You know, we have a very small family. It's my sister, my brother-in-law, my two nieces and and me. And that's what I consider my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're all still here. They've lived in St. Charles since 1999. The girls have never had another home. You know, they've had the same house for 20 years. So I always knew I would come back. Um, 
And their one of their soccer coaches is Fran McMahon. I don't know if you guys know oh, Fran, yeah. but Fran's Fran. a yep. Fran's we met a, Fran the, like when when we were oh yeah that's the first Fran's time we met my Fran. Irishman yeah. yep. yes you're Irishman <laughs> yeah so Fran and I were talking over the summer and uh, Fran's everyone a, needs an Irishman in that's life. everybody they make everything better <laughs> he's yours uh, but Fran and I started talking about this over the summer and Fran's like you got to do a bar in St Charles you got to do it uh, I'm like Fran I just don't have time you know I'm still overseeing two bars in Chicago uh, I go if you see anything that you like you please walk it. And you come and tell me if you think it's good, and well, I'll go, I'll come see it later in the week. And he called me about the Cordon Blues building when the uh, Hearst, Curtin Conrad mm-hmm. were in the process of buying it, and that they would finally demise the building, and they wanted two tenants. The kitchen could come our way, and uh, I walked it, and I think we started putting capital together maybe two days later. Oh my wow. goodness! Wow, so we had our lawyers start drawing up you know, all of our contracts and start working on the lease with the Hearst, who, by the way, are honestly probably the best landlords I've yeah, ever had. And they're, great. they're so good for this town. Oh, my I God. I mean, I hope We're they so keep lucky. doing more and more and more. Yeah. And uh, the amount of support that they've given us mm-hmm. um, with all the improvements they did to the exterior of the building and uh, just help anywhere we need it. And a lot um, of energy, I hear. They are insane. I mean, uh, uh, Kurt, who is 60 or 61, just rode across country uh, for Cal's Angels. Wow. Rode his bike oh 80 miles a day. I and his, his wife did, too. Yeah. They are big supporters of Cal's Angels. And uh, I think they were gone for a little over a month. And they biked across the country for Cal's Angels. Oh, yeah, Angels, it ended so. here in uh, Mount St. Mary's, That's didn't right. it? Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's very cool. Was there, did you have a feeling, like, when you walked in the building? Because you said they put the capital together so quickly. Were you just in? You're like, yep, this is going to work. I think it took a lot of vision. Um, it, it was, it we, was all, we all know what it looked like. Yeah. And it's that vacant for six or seven years. Yeah. It had been a number of things for a number of years. And uh, knowing my general contractor, I think, is a huge advantage to us. Um, I've ran into problems in the past, and I just knew with Fran we wouldn't. And uh, we started talking. And then uh, from a connection out here in St. Charles, Brian Carlson, who I went to high school with at St. Edward, his neighbor is Nick Mannheim. So he introduced us, oh, and Nick is our architect. Wow. So we kind of had a little team, and we started talking, and yes and no, we saw the vision. I think we knew what we wanted to do on the patio. We wanted that usable year-round. Oh, yeah. You know, um, we knew we wanted it loud and vibrant and take some stuff from Mexico with the swing chairs. Yes. And do some Nashville and Austin-type things. Um, we didn't know we were going to do the, the turf. Yeah. Uh, initially, which that's a locally owned company too. Um, Brian, and I'm forgetting his last name right now, but he used to be the head pro at Royal Hawk and Royal Fox. And he owns the turf company. So that's the same turf they just put outside Wrigley Field at Gallagher Way. Um, So the turf really kind of pulled it together. And um, it's really special. Yeah, it's fun. Makes it cool. Yeah, I like that. You know, a lot of this seems like it's a a lot of partners that are like local too like coming together with all these pieces from local and illinois things to make this awesome thing i think that's just really yeah, cool the puzzle pieces fill yeah together. Well, and, it, and it allows people to take pride in the building and that's where it starts with kurt and conrad hurst right you know they take so much pride in people knowing what they do mm-hmm. and uh making sure they're the best at what they do it, it, and yeah. it really is mm-hmm. and those guys work seven days a week they're always around town, you know. They just bought the Arcata, and mm-hmm. I'm not at well, I don't even know, but I'm not at liberty. Projects. But they have some other projects in yeah, the works, I'm sure. And busy. So, yeah, yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Nate, do you want to do your extra special question? Yeah, so this is a question that we ask everyone that comes on the show. Very cool to hear the answer. So, um, if you were king of St. Charles for a day, 
What would be your first proclamation and why? Wow, I don't think I actually read this question. (laughs) (laughs) I just skimmed Um, it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Honestly, I I don't know what my first proclamation would be. Um, But I know what I would want. Um, And we are very big into inclusion, um, especially with developmental disabilities. And I I don't know. To me, there's so many advantages for a business to hire individuals with developmental disabilities. Mm You know, they're, you know, from a customer standpoint, every customer loves it. You know, it's just a, it's a nice smile when you walk in. Uh, from my staff standpoint, when they're uh, doing certain jobs, whether it's wiping menus down or rolling silverware, uh, you know, when someone like Sophia, who, yeah. who Laura knows, Spaziri. yep, uh, takes such a sense of accomplishment in something that we may view as a smaller task, but you see the, the pride that the goes pride. into everything. Absolutely. And that's infectious into my staff. And then from my standpoint, A, I just love it. But B, when I get stressed out, I can always look over there and I see a big smile. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah. to me, I would say I, I would love for St. Charles to be the most inclusive uh, community in the state. Um, and, I, awesome and I do. That's amazing. I, yeah. I really think, and I, I'll, I'll say this, I, I think, and we have seen places like Walk and Fire, um, who have uh, some hosts with developmental disabilities, yep. which is fantastic. And, you know, you see Blue Jewel, Goose. Blue Goose. Mm-hmm. You see these local businesses doing this, and I really think everybody's going to start seeing the benefits more and more, mm-hmm. and this is going to take off. And now instead of having 10 jobs available or 15 jobs available for these individuals, let's get up to 100. Let's get up to 200 because they, they all want to work. They yeah. all want to be social, you right. know. And they all take pride in their work. They all is, take which is great. so much pride in their work. And I think that's probably one of the coolest things. Yeah. If this is your first uh, official proclamation as king, I think we're going to have a, a, a good community. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I agree. That would be that's great. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, we talked a little bit about flagship, but let's go back to it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit what your hours are? Um, do you, And we touched, touched on the patio. Do you want to talk about that as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, so our, our initial uh, concept, we wanted to be open Monday or uh, seven days a week, 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're currently in the phase of we might have to scale that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's looking more and more like Mondays and Tuesdays are going to be at 3 p.m. open. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of roll into happy hour, uh, which we have great happy hour specials, and then into our dinner crowd. And then Wednesday through Sunday would be uh, 11 a.m. Yeah. So we're open till midnight on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and Sunday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'll use our two o'clock license. So, okay, okay. that's awesome. Very nice. And then on uh, the patio, so we touched, like you said, it was local, which is awesome. But, um, you know, how did you guys get to that point where you just like, what do we do here? Well, so in Chicago, we are known. Every bar is known for using not every bar, but uh, we use garage doors mm-hmm. a lot of times yes. on our mm-hmm. entrances because uh, we don't have patios most times. We might have a small sidewalk right. cafe. So you really have to make your inside feel like outside. Yep. Um, so uh, sitting down with the Hearst, I said that we wanted garage doors and, and this and that. And that was kind of the vision the whole time. We want that usable year round. So when it's, you know, 75 and sunny, the garage doors are open and the fans mm-hmm. are blowing and, and anything like that. When it's 95 and humid, well, we're closing those and it's temperature controlled and we're going to have the air conditioning on. Then the other great thing, February in Illinois is no fun. Nope. We know it can be three <laughs> degrees. It can be negative 30 Zero degrees. Fun. Well, it's 72 degrees in on, on that patio every day. Oh, wow. You know, nice. so you get yeah. a sense of, you know, the Mexico, you know, Mexico and Nashville and Austin and the fun vibe that kind of takes you out of um, St. Charles in February. Mm-hmm. And that was that was always the goal. OK, that's awesome. 
Um, so on that patio, are we? Are you envisioning music events? So uh, if you look at our surrounding neighbors, uh, everybody does live music, you know. And uh, you have I a would big, big neighbor. There. We have a big neighbor uh, <laughs> over at the Arcada who does music very, very well. Yeah. Um, you know, house pub does yep. music. Yep. Uh, Pollyanna, when they come in, will yeah, be doing they music. Do music. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the fourth best at what we do. I want to be the best <laughs> at what we do. And I don't know the first thing about running a music venue. I don't know how to book. I know that. I know how to run a sports bar. Yeah. I know how to run a very fun bar. Mm-hmm. I know how to run a very age appropriate bar where you know our demographic wants to be, and we don't care. It could be anywhere from twenty eight years old to eighty eight years old. Yeah. Because we've always said nobody ever wants to stop having fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. um, yeah. Uh, and then as far as live music, possibly some acoustic happy hours. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Light, fun cover songs, songs that we Perfect. all know. Yeah. Just some. Some get the vibe going. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, just, to, just to piggyback on, on the demographic, I was there, I was at Flagship last Saturday night with my daughter. 30-year mm-hmm. difference. Um, but we both knew people there. We both felt comfortable. Um, I mean, she did get hit on, so it was a little uncomfortable for her <laughs> <laughs> getting hit on in front of her mom. But we both knew people, and it was totally comfortable. Yeah, so. you know, this is it, it's for all ages in St. Charles and the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to stay away from um, a lot of the bad things that do happen in bars. And I think you can see from everything that we do and envision doing, we don't want to be labeled just as a bar. You know, yeah, we, oh no, we, yeah. we want to make it a comfortable experience for everybody. We overstaff our door uh, to make sure everybody feels safe yeah. and stuff like that. And we don't want the problems that, that do come along a lot of times with bars. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is the second flagship, correct? This is number two. This is number two. So uh, th- do you have a, is there a story behind the original flagship name? Well, uh, there is actually a, a pretty funny story. We were, uh, John Mossberger, myself, and uh, another business partner were bowling uh, one day. And it was right uh, maybe nine months before we were opening flagship. And we kind of had a, we needed a name. And uh, our good friend, Andy Milady, uh used to own a company called ChicagoFlagHats.com. And we would always wear these Chicago flag hats. They were great. <laughs> I think he still sells them on his website. You can go on there. Um, but uh, plug, we are not sponsored. <laughs> we are not sponsored. Not yet. Not yet. Um, and uh, so we were bowling one day, and I think I had my hat off. I was. It was my turn, and I bumped into the chair that it was sitting on. It fell down, and my business partner picked it up, and he goes, "Flag, flag, flagship." I go, "Oh my gosh, that's our name." Like it just it hit because you know the, the it was an aha moment and just the meaning behind flagship. Yeah. You know, if you look at WG and how they label themselves, Chicago's flagship news station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always your main, your core. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, leader of the fleet, and it's always mm-hmm. somewhere that kind of makes you feel at home. Yeah, and uh, the the meaning behind the name it, it means a lot to me, and I think it's very um, uh, it's a sign of how we try to operate. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I good. thought you said when you were gonna knock, when you knocked the head off. I thought you was gonna be like you landed on a ship, and then you guys are gonna be like, "Oh, flagship." Well, it's, <laughs> not, it's, it's, that's it's, it's not quite that good. <laughs> it's not quite that good. And, and <laughs> thanks for killing my already pretty cool story, Nate. No, I, <laughs> I just I was just that was going through my head. And I was like, "Is that is that really how it happened?" Literal. No, but that is, I mean, that is that is literally the truth. And we, I mean, we had so many different names that we had picked out, um, and even with our second. Uh, our second bar, Ironside. Uh, Ironside is the nickname of the USS Constitution. Uh, I was a history major, so right. I always find okay. stuff fun. Uh, it was the initial flagship of the U.S. Navy. So that, that was the oh. name 
Oh, it yeah. was nicknamed Old Ironsides. I'm actually oh. surprised that Flagship wasn't taken. Uh, so was name. I, and I haven't had anybody steal it yet. Yeah. Um, so I think we're okay in the state of Illinois, but interstate yeah. rules are a little different with it's, that. It's so a great name. I yeah. love it. Yeah, no cease and desist orders. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, And one of the things I want to also ask you about was, um, so for our listeners, uh, most recently when you guys opened, you guys flew through some food. So I want to talk about the menu. Sure. Um, Is there anything you want to talk about that's special? Because obviously it's um, an excellent menu if you're flying through food so fast. Yeah. uh, (laughs) We're looking at our our food sales numbers, and and it's quite crazy. And I'm just looking out the window, and we're already getting rain. Holy cow. Oh, it looks, it is pouring. Right yeah, it, it is definitely pouring. Um, I think this is the third podcast in a row where it's been like raining as yeah, we've been maybe recording. Maybe bring the rain over <laughs> for some reason. Um, but no, uh, regarding the menu, I, I think A, the most important thing that I want to talk about is we have a freezer that's smaller than you would use in a garage. Mm-hmm. If you're growing up with the chest freezer, oh, yes. uh-huh. for the amount of food that we do, to have a freezer that size, we bring in, I want to say three or four frozen items. You know, one sweet potato fries, tater tots, waffle fries, might be something else. They're all my favorite foods. Oh, tater tots. <laughs> yes. tater tots are delicious. But we, tell you. the point with that being said is we make everything in house. You know, whether it's, I, th- I think one of the coolest things, if, you, if you're in with your son or daughter and you're ordering off our kids' menu, we are hand making that chicken tender. You know, we're cutting it from a breast, mm-hmm. we're rolling it in buttermilk. You know, we're not bringing a frozen product that we can just pull out of a freezer mm-hmm. and drop in a fryer. That does uh, pose some problems sometimes, you know, why we would open at 3 o'clock on Monday and Tuesday and possibly Wednesday is because we have to prep all this food, whether it's a dressing, ranch dressing, barbecue, hot sauce, anything you get from us. A, it's not frozen, and B, if we could make it, we made it in-house. That's amazing. Wow. That's incredible. Like, yeah. just, the, just the amount of time to go into that, and a lot of care, too. Well, so. I think people always underestimate, like, how much work goes into a restaurant. Yeah. I think um, being in this position for five years is one of the things that whenever I meet somebody opening a restaurant, I'm like, you're a crazy person. And um, <laughs> But you're also, like, you have more like gumption than like anyone because it's just it's a, it's an amazing feat so many working parts there uh, definitely people is people don't ever have a clue about the unless you are doing it how much work goes into it oh it's it's an insane amount of work i think i'm on 100 hour weeks right now and and i think the thing that i'd like to people to realize about you know uh, I don't care if it's Paul Lencioni over at Blue Goose mm-hmm. or Kimmer's or Flagship or any of the bars in town. Retail is very different than anything else. You kind of put yourself out there yeah. for, you know, every critic. And and believe me, we all hear it, yep. you know, and, and we listen and we, and we try to do our best. But, um, you know, we, we take the compliments very, very, very much to heart. Mm-hmm. And we also take the, the critiques and, you know, sometimes they sting and, and we try to work on it and, and do our best. Yeah, that's all you can do. Um, so what's your best seller been so far in terms of your menu? Uh, food or, or food. liquor? Food. Uh, food. Uh, so, I man, I should have brought my product mix report over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of our appetizers are just moving. Uh, like we, we were discussing before we went on air, we went through in four days, we went through 2,248 food items, um, <laughs> which wow. is just insane to me. Right. You know, this is right. this is not our first establishment. And... Our numbers in the city don't even compare to that food-wise. Um, uh, the appetizers, I would start with, you know, the cheese curds, the spicy popcorn shrimp, the nachos, um, wings, you know. But, again, all of those, we're making that in-house if we can, right. you know. Um, as far as oh, the grilled cheese menu. Oh, the grilled Laura, cheese you talked menu about is that. to die for. Yeah. 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 
Um, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I've never seen anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. you can get a grilled cheese with pulled pork or buffalo chicken or ham and Swiss. And or then with the tomato soup. With the tomato fennel soup. Oh, and so it, it's so good. And it's <laughs> got the rustic in, in look. And creme fraiche. Is it creme yes. fraiche on the top? Uh, I can't, I can't give it? you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then as far as our entrees, uh, we're, we're known for our burgers. Uh, our burgers are fantastic. They're very unique. Um, our burgers are never frozen, you know, and, and you actually taste the meat mm-hmm. and everything else that's on top of them complement it. It doesn't hide the meat. Like that's the, the quality of the product that we're using. Um, and then our steak sandwich was actually our best selling sandwich. Oh, wow. Um, and that was from my chef, uh, Gilberto Lopez. Uh, the city is our executive chef who put our menu together. And uh, it, it's it's different. You know, it, it's it's got a little spice to it. It's got cherry peppers on it. It's got avocado on it. Um, it's just an absolutely fantastic sandwich. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. And we'll be right back after this short break. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. This is Nate Wendt, your guide to all things downtown St. Charles and your very best friend. We hope you guys have been enjoying listening and learning more about Flagship on the Fox. They're a great business, and we're very excited to have them and to see how they uh, grow in our community. We also hope that everyone is enjoying their summer so far and have gotten a chance to come down to downtown St. Charles. We have over a 1,000 free parking spots available, so finding your way to any of our events or just coming downtown to shop has never been so easy. Speaking of events, we have loads more to talk about, so let's get into some of it. STC Live is a great event that's held over in First Street Plaza on Wednesdays and Friday evenings. It's a great chance to come listen to some local musicians while enjoying First Street Plaza, especially on Unwind Wednesdays, where you can enjoy cocktails from McNally's Irish Pub, Neo Pizzeria, and Puebla Modern Mexican. You can find our STC Live schedule at www.downtownstcharles.org. Please also check our Facebook in case of weather. The 4th of July is coming up, and there's no better way to spend it than in downtown St. Charles. Come explore our city with our amazing businesses and restaurants, and then head on over to Pottawatomie Park to go watch the amazing firework display. That's all we have for the break between the podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. And feel free to reach out to us if you'd like to be featured on the What's Up Downtown podcast. Without further ado, let's get right back into finding What's Up Downtown. Um, so we talked a little bit about your space. Um, so th- the one question I have is um, opening up in a historic building, what have been some of your um, uh, surprises maybe <coughs> in a historic building that you didn't expect? And, and, and I think it's probably going to be called the old Cordon Blues building for a while, but hopefully we'll, we'll get it to be the flagship. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. We're, we're, we're quite okay with being the old Cordon Blues building because everybody knows where that was. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of helps us. Um, surprises. I knew what we were getting into that va- that building had sat vacant for seven years, mm-hmm. and I and again we've done this before, and I, I've seen way worse. Um, little surprises here and there, plumbing not right, you know, s- stuff like that. I think one of the cooler things was uh, on our east wall. There's a beautiful brick wall. Yes, that is original brick uh, from when the building was built. Oh, cool. It was covered with 
three things of plaster, drywall. There were three different colors of paint on it. So once we got all the drywall and plaster off, then we got some guys in to sandblast it, and it took us four days. Ooh. And then they cleaned up the brick, and it is absolutely beautiful. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff in there that it's original. That's you know? so cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't able know to that. Do that. That's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple buildings in downtown where – um, had to be sandblasted to restore the original brick, like mixology. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I'm really happy you guys did that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, outside of that, I mean, I, I love that the city wanted us to keep the back parking lot with the uh, the the you know the cordon blues kind of feel to it mm-hmm. with the uh, jazz and blues singers right. up there and the right. paintings and and stuff like that. So I love that we kept that, you know. Yeah. And there's a ode to kind of the years past. Yeah. Um, so visually, is everything as you expected it, or was there some major turning points during construction? Or? I mean, it's. I guess what I would say is you always have to remain fluid yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in a construction project like that. Um, I'm so happy with how it turned out. I, I don't even think I knew how good it would have looked because th- this is a gorgeous, yeah, it's gorgeous, gorgeous build out. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, um, from your tables that were were they custom made? Every table bar top uh, was yeah. made by a local carpenter named Abraham Munoz, uh, who's probably one of the best carpenters I've ever I, seen. We if saw him at work, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. he's yeah, absolutely Munoz fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Laura and I got a chance to go when it, like and, and meet you when it was mm-hmm. kind of at its studs and like compared to like the stages, it was just incredible because like you obviously had the vision from the get go, but like when we were in there, it was like studs and like we're like okay <laughs> yeah we had, we had a lot of we had a lot of people saying the same thing and and honestly i was called crazy for even coming out here to do a bar you know with uh my bar owners in the city that i'm friends with and stuff like that and i i think we just saw the potential um and we saw uh, there was a void um with a, a certain demographic that we're mm-hmm. approaching you know mm-hmm. and a lot of people and and i love the town of geneva too but saint charles is my new home so we want to. We want to keep. We're happy about that. We want to. <laughs> we want to keep people eating mm-hmm. in St. Charles. We want to keep people. You know, before they go to the Arcata show or after the Arcata show, we want to give them a spot in St. Charles. It'll be a great partnership for yeah. sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and speaking of partnership, so you know, I, I was doing some uh, reading through some King County Chronicle articles, and I saw you guys are partnered with Jarrett Payton, the son of the late Walter Payton. So how did that? come about because i think that's a really interesting story yeah um so again this all goes back to bars and bars in chicago uh so every sports bar in chicago you affiliate with a certain university um a lot of bars will do university of michigan or michigan state or wisconsin and we kind of went out on a limb and we did the university of miami so when you do something like this you show audio or you play audio for all the football games you do a lot of fundraising you donate to scholarship funds yeah uh, you really become part of the university, and they have welcomed us with open arms. The cool thing with doing something like Miami is we're the only one, you yeah. know, <laughs> and a lot of their former players would mm-hmm. come in. So Jarrett would come in, and a lot of the, you know, uh, some of the Bears who are on the roster now that went to Miami, oh, wow. um, stuff like that. They would they came in right when we right when we opened, and continually since then. And uh, Jarrett and I just kind of hit it off, you know. If if you've met Jarrett, which I think a lot of people who are listening this probably have, yeah. yeah. you know what a great guy he is. You know, his, uh, his smile, like his dad, is infectious. He loves talking to people. Um, so not only is he is my friend, uh, he's my business partner, you okay. know, and uh, I couldn't ask for somebody with just a better outlook on life. Um, he has an anti-bullying campaign that is very, very important to him. 
Um, and you'll see him at, uh, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm uh, what's the house? Uh, where they donate the clothes for the homeless. Uh, Lazarus house? Lazarus house. Yeah, okay. He's always doing stuff with them. And, okay. uh, you know, if he has the opportunity um, to help anyone, he's that type of guy. Like, he's Walter. Yeah. You know, and, and I never had the privilege of meeting Walter, but I have met Connie, uh, Walter's wife. And uh, they are just, as a family, they are amazing people. Mm-hmm. They are the most humble, giving, funny, friendly people that you could ever uh, have around. And to be able to surround yourself with good people like that, I think is a huge advantage for us. Yeah. Okay. So he lives out this er- this way too, right? Yeah. So, uh, so what came first? So Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> so Jarrett, Jarrett, Trisha, and their two kids, uh, Jaden and uh, Madison. Who Madison might be the cutest three-year-old I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> uh, we're buddies. Uh, but they I found out over the summer, last summer, that they had moved to Fox Mill. Okay. And uh, when we started putting this whole project together, I remembered that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got to get Jared involved in this. You know? Yeah. Having, having him included is just such a, a bonus. Yeah. And uh, living seven minutes away mm-hmm. is even better. Well, I, on one of your opening nights, um, he was on Instagram doing live. Just that smile was in. You're right; it light, lit up a room. It, like, it, it really does. It, it, you got to come. It was really fun watching. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think, and I love Jarrett. Don't get me wrong. So I don't want to undersell Jarrett. But if you ever get the chance to talk to Connie Payton, okay, it is. Uh, she is one of the best women you'll ever meet in your world. Yeah, uh, okay. she she's amazing. She's so nice and humble and sweet and funny. Um, you know, she had actually looked at the condos. I don't know if this is joking or not, but the condos being uh, built across the oh, river from us. Right. Oh, yeah. And she goes, you know what? Maybe I'll get one of those. So she could be the, and these are quotation marks, hostess with the mostess. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Yes. Well, I think there's some still available. I agree. So, <laughs> so we might be able to catch some uh, Jared or maybe some Bears players in there sometime. Yeah. I mean, Jared, <laughs> I, I didn't know how much Jared was going to be in. And, uh, I don't know if he realized how much he's going to be. <laughs> he is in all the time, and it's it, it could be with his wife Trish, it could be with the kids, mm-hmm. it could be with the whole family, or he just pops up and just I don't know. I think this is probably one of my best Jarrett stories. Uh, our opening week, I think our kitchen had gone through a, a tough time, and and Jarrett noticed that. So I'm looking around, and I, I don't see him for a while. I'm sitting there talking to his mom, and for some reason, I walk back to our kitchen, and Jarrett's in the kitchen. I can't even make this up talking to all of my cooks about going through adversity and he's correlating it to football and he's, you know, just kind of pumping them up and making sure their egos feel good. And this was all on his own. I, I, and I don't even know if half of them actually knew, you know, it's our first week open. Right. Right. I don't think they knew it was Jared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they're like, yeah, there's just some random guy in here, you know, talking about us, you know, about adversity. And, but that's literally just that that's him. And, uh, is, you know, as far as the former Bears go, uh, I'll leave that to Jarrett. I'm happy <laughs> just to have Jarrett. I think there will be some appearances. You know, he does stay close. Uh, you know, Matt Sui, I believe, is his godfather okay. uh, who played with Walter. And um, Otis Wilson, I think, his family is still really close with. And I'm sure, I mean, when Walter Payton's your dad, I'm sure you're close yeah. with a lot of Bears right. and, yeah, and what he does with WGN Sports. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. So, yes, I think there will be Bears there. Cool. I think there will be some of Jarrett's friends there. But. I don't want to put that out. I'll, I'll, let, I'll <laughs> let Jared do that one. Yes, sir. So um, so after your soft opening, what were some of your takeaways um, about the St. Charles community and the customers and the people that were patronizing your yeah. restaurant? Um, I think the, the 
first thing I realized was the, um, uh, I guess the, hmm, what do I want to look at? Maybe the age of which we can uh, attract as customers. Mm-hmm. You know, we have babies in there. We have kids in there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have young adults in there. We have moms in there. We have grandparents in there. I think we've had some great, great grandparents in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, sure. So I, I, I did enjoy that. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed is uh, doing bars in Chicago. You don't really get a chance to uh, ingrain yourself in the community or the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And out here, we are able to. Um, so I've, I've, I'm at the door most days uh-huh. and greeting people and, and, and just saying hi. Um, so getting to talk to everybody and, and the response that we've had is just phenomenal. Um, a lot of very, very nice people, a lot of very nice words, you know, they, they've had for us. Um, and just in general, I mean, St. Charles is a great place to live, right? You know, it's going to attract really good people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Uh, so what are some of your goals for flagship? Well, A, I would like to stay in business and running a yeah. profitable, <laughs> profitable bar. Um, Outside of that, uh, and I think any one of our uh, employees would say, day one, we told them, we want to treat you better than you've ever been treated. You know, So we're taking them, and this is a small thing, but our entire staff is going to the King County Cougars game tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, just as a staff building. Um, and that that's kinda, so important. I think it, that's so vital. It really is. Yeah. And just because we're a bar and we're retail, you can take things that work in corporate America and this is stuff that's done every day, but sometimes mm-hmm. in retail, we we don't do it because, A, we're too busy or, you know, we just forget or we don't think it's important, but it, it is. Um, so we're doing that. Um, I think treating our staff, uh, that they feel good, they feel safe, they always know that they could come to us if they have an issue. Um, two, and this is probably my number one, the the program with the, the young adults with developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I've been involved with all my life. Um, it started with my dad. He was the principal uh, of our small town, and he had found out that uh, a, a kid with Down syndrome sat alone at a lunch table one day because he was friends with the principal of the elementary school. And I got a very good warning that that would never happen again at you know seven or eight years old, and that just kind of sticks with you, mm-hmm. um, you know. So th- what we're doing with with that the community there, I think, is probably our our biggest thing. Um, and then three, I, I want to provide a, a great product to St. Charles. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a beautiful space. We have great mm-hmm. food. Uh, between our whiskey list, our wine list, our food menu, our beer list, I think it's very unique. You know, mm-hmm. we took a lot of what works in the city. We, Like we said, from Austin, we picked a little bit from what we liked in Nashville and Mexico. And it's supposed to be fun for all ages. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know? And you've definitely created that environment. It's a fun environment. It's inviting. It looks put together. You must want to be there. That's yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> that so, are this isn't on our script or anything, but um, are you going to have the ability to do any private parties? Um, people should be you know, we're, we're we're looking into that. We really are. Uh, every other bar that I've ever had, we do lots of private parties. Right now, the demand for our, the product is just a little too high that I, we can't block off areas. Yeah. Right. You know, I, right. I you know we have three different areas that that's what we envisioned uh, doing. Right. And uh, so I think moving down, I, I think we could. Yeah. Um, we've had everybody from 20-year reunions, uh, St. Edward, Edward and Elgin, yeah. Geneva High School, West Chicago High School, and St. Charles. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like uh, we're just not at the place we can. I think where we really want to do uh, more parties and events is uh-huh. working with the local uh, business community. 
whether it's Accenture or the car dealerships or, you know, anybody located in town. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to do that more so Monday through Friday during the day. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. 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 We love it's that good collaboration. To know. Yep. People are always asking us about that. So yeah. that's good to know. Um, and also, we've, um, we know Pollyanna is going in next yes. door, Pollyanna Brewing. We're yeah. really excited mm-hmm. about that. And um, Jenna and I have had the wonderful opportunity to meet Ryan. So tell Ryan, us a little Ryan bit is great. about yeah. um, what you think your relationship will be there. Well, uh, starting with Ryan, Ryan was the, the first partner I met. And, uh, and then uh, we met Paul, uh, two of the five owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are fantastic guys. We went out to Riverlands Brewing. Okay. Uh, and, and had drinks with them and got to know each other more and more. And uh, they have a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're fantastic guys. And they go after the same demographic that we do. Right. You know, they, uh, they're good operators. I love that they've had, you know, this is their third location. Mm-hmm. They know how to operate a tap room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the relationship is going to be amazing. We carry their products. Okay. Uh, we, we have them on draft. We there have a lot go. of their package goods in there. Um, Ryan just sat us down. He goes, you can't sell it cheaper than I do. <laughs> that was the only thing. That was the only thing. So like but everybody, yeah, no, but everybody <laughs> loves Pollyanna out here. And I mean, the amount of Pollyanna product that we're going through is it's pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. 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 Good. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Good. Is there uh, anything else you want to add? Otherwise we'll wrap up. Oh or? man. I, no, I, th- I think I talked, talk I think I talked enough, but no, I think no, I, the, the only thing I'd like to say is like, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you, St. Charles, for uh, you know allowing us to come back into the community, making us feel so welcome, and uh, giving us the response that you that uh, that you've given us. Mm-hmm. And uh, just know that we're continually working on getting better. Um, and I think that's really it. Okay. I- I have to tell you, like, because I would walk by your building while you guys were under construction, and the amount of people, the looky-loos, that would just... Oh, my gosh. They, people, would, people would, you yeah. know, put their camera up and, like, take pictures. Like, <laughs> you know, do we had the fine art show going on, and people were just, like, hands on their, you know, above their eyes, like, looking in the glass. Like, <laughs> so many people were just so excited to have you open, and I think that St. Charles was just dying for you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for, for choosing St. Charles and downtown yeah. especially. So, and do you guys have any upcoming events or anything going on, or is um, it? So we're in the process um, of doing a Fourth of July event. Okay. Um, so we have some stuff with that uh, right now. Well, we do have our grand opening on Thursday. I guess that's yes. probably the biggest. So, <laughs> yeah, so we have the ribbon cutting. Right? We have the ribbon yeah. cutting with yes. the Chamber of Commerce okay. uh, Thursday morning at ten thirty. Awesome. Um, we okay. will be uh, providing some uh, comped appetizers uh, at eleven when we go in afterward. Um, so, yeah, th- that would be the biggest one, the grand opening, because right. this has all been soft opening. Uh, <laughs> so the grand opening on Thursday. Okay. That would be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, then we're all set. All right. Thank you to all of our listeners and to Steve for coming into the show today. You can find out more about Flagship on their website at www.flagshiponthefox.com and their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's all we got, so we'll catch you up on What's Up? Downtown. Downtown.